Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight as we came on <laughs> literally an hour before Jay and Daniels committed. We were uh, pre-gaming the commitment uh, from yesterday. It was a, a really good show, but we are back. We are live. Jane Daniels commits to LSU, and Brian Kelly gains another quarterback for his team, what does that mean for guys like Miles Brennan, Garrett Nussmeyer, and Walker Howard? What does it mean for LSU in general and what type of offense that they are going to run? We will dive all into that tonight. Really excited to talk about some football, too. Uh, and it kind of confirms what we have been talking about over the last two months of what Brian Kelly wants to establish, wants to run, and wants to do with this team. So we'll have a deep dive into Jane Daniels tonight here live on AYS. LSU baseball falls to Baylor. You know, somebody sent me today via DM that LSU's baseball defense is a lot like Bo Pelini's defense in 2020. Now, that's harsh, but they do have more errors in the, in the nation than anybody else. It's very, very tough to overcome. We will touch on LSU baseball and some things that they need to correct. Former LSU running back, the running back, y'all, Jeremy Hill, former Cincinnati Bengal and New England Patriot, Jeremy Hill, joins us at 730. Uh, Going to talk a lot of football with him. We'll kick around some baseball, basketball as well. Looking forward to having Jay Hilly on the show. You asked for it, and it has arrived. H.J. Hill will be joining us uh, at 7.30. Rafino's rants, uh, I'm going to go on a rant in reference to um, I'm kind of tired of seeing people 
telling athletes around the country that they can't speak on a uh, on a current topic, even if it's right, wrong, or indifferent, you don't have the right to censor people. They have their own opinions. Um, hey, Beth from accounting and Tom that sells insurance, it doesn't matter what you believe or if you disagree with someone's opinion. You don't have to tell them, well, you're an athlete and stick to sports. We'll touch on that as well. And we'll get to the Rudy Poo of the week. Going to be a fun, fun show. Okay, let's get to a couple of these comments before we get started. Brian on YouTube says, second read throws, please, A-words. Um, Shamichael Thomas says, catching the live show while my daughter is at gymnastics. Shamichael, I love it. I love it. Put it on the loudspeaker so everybody can hear. <laughs> Put it on the loudspeaker. Oh, Bailey Jones, I posted a question if you saw it inside the comments before, right before we got started. I said, is Jane Daniels number QB number one? And Bailey comes out the gate firing on all cylinders in all caps and says, Garrett Nussmeyer QB one, let's go. <laughs> nah. But we'll talk about it. And Al Landry says, happy Monday, fam. I fully support Jaden Daniels uh, as QB1. Let's see. We'll talk about that for sure. We'll absolutely talk about that for sure. All right, let's get rolling. Let's get rolling. Do need to talk about some things, though. We do need to pay some bills around this thing as well. We, we got to pay. Guys, y'all already know. Y'all already know we got to pay some bills around this thing. Uh, very, very excited to be bringing on new sponsors uh, to the AYS team. If you run a business, if you own a business and want to sponsor your business or, or run ads for your business, send us a DM, send us a, a text right up top to the 225 number. We would greatly, greatly uh, love to hear from you. So let's pay some bills around this thing, and then we'll get started. None, everybody do us a favor, too. Hit the like button, hit the share. There's about 170 of you uh, plus on Facebook. Hit the like button, hit the share. Share to some Facebook groups. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell. And if you're listening to us on the other podcast platform, don't forget to, to rate and review there as well. Please rate and review on our live stream, uh, on our audio podcast. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Okay, want to talk about our good friends very quickly before we get started and welcome on Manscaped to the AYS team. Guys, I, I'm very excited for them to be a part of AYS. Who is the best men's below-the-waist grooming other than Manscaped? Nobody, y'all. They offer precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the new Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the performance package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer for you today only through AYS. 20% off and a free worldwide shipping code by using AYS. Go to manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com. Use the AYS promo code and you'll get that 20% off first welcome bonus and the free shipping. So wanted to uh, welcome on Manscaped and our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, I've been telling you for such a long time, don't do what Calvin Ridley did. <laughs> if you're a professional athlete, do not gamble on live sporting events. But if you're not, get on over to betonline.ag today. Use the Believe promo code BLEAV. That's BLEAV. And anything, prop bets, parlays, whatever you want to do, they have it for you. 
Use that belief code for a 50% welcome bonus there as well. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Uh, Ryan says he lo- uses his uh, religiously. Okay, talking about Manscaped. Use the AYS promo code. AYS promo code. Go to Manscaped right now. Use that AYS promo code. Who that says Manscaped is the truth. Got my travel bag as a gift from my lady. Well, she was telling you some things there, brother. She was telling you some things. Welcome. Very, very welcome to have Manscaped a part of the AYS team. All right, let's get rolling, y'all. Do us a favor by hitting that like and share button. All right, let's talk about Jaden Daniels. So if you missed yesterday's show, we had spent a lot of time, like literally two-thirds of the show with Carter Bryant, myself, talking about Jaden Daniels. I will come out here and tell you today the reason that we did a special edition show yesterday was because I was hearing from people around LSU that they were going to make the announcement, and the announcement was coming that Jane Daniels was going to be committing. I think that this is really good for LSU. Anytime that you can add depth and a very good experience depth, and especially at the most important position in all of sports, quarterback, it's a big deal. Now, I want to start off this segment is because there's a lot of people that I'm seeing talking negatively about Jane Daniels coming to LSU. And I really, but when I was prepping for the show, I really wasn't going to come out and talk about the negativity surrounding this, but it really became overwhelming that I felt like we needed to do it. A lot of people will look at Jane Daniels, and I've talked about this a a little bit since we've been mentioning him, and all my DMs and all my comments, it says one thing. Well, Blake, he only threw for 10 touchdowns last year and threw 10 interceptions. What in the Rudy Poo is that? But then I look at Jane Daniels' whole career, and that's what I ask them is that, so what happened in the first two seasons, even in a COVID season when they only played, what, five or six games, and he had five touchdowns to one interception, and the season before when he had 17 touchdowns and two interceptions as a true freshman, why did he drastically digress from a statistic standpoint? Because if you watch the film and if you know anything about football and you watch what the kid does, especially throwing the football. Guys, he's a good thrower of the ball. Well, Blake, he misses some guys high and low. Welcome to playing the quarterback position. I could also show you plays and throws where guys like Tom Brady and Joe Burrow and Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre miss passes while they're under pressure. Newsflash, it happens. But why did he digress? If you're watching the film, he didn't have a lot of blocking. And and what's crazy is is if you were to have gone and watched the film, you would have seen a game against a team by the name of UCLA. You remember the team that Ed Orgeron said that a fan was wearing a sissy blue shirt and you couldn't go out there and bust a grape. Remember that team that would send so much pressure after your quarterback and Max Johnson. He didn't know what to do. That That same team. Played Jane Daniels only a couple weeks later, and they lost. Jane Daniels is really good at getting out of the pocket. Jane Daniels is really good at stepping up in the pocket. He's got really good speed. He's got really good quickness. He can run in the open field. That's not what we need to talk about, though. Jane Daniels is a good quarterback. We are going to talk about Jane Daniels from now until really, and we'll see him in spring, but it will really pick up, obviously, when we get in the fall. 
it will really pick up then. It doesn't necessarily matter what your opinion is of them or my opinion is of them because I've tried to make the good, my analysis of it, and the only thing I keep getting hit with is 10 and 10. We don't talk about the 17 or 2 or 5 and 1, and we don't talk about him rushing for uh, over five yards per carry, getting 10 rushes per carry, having six t- rushing touchdowns. We don't talk about that, right? The only thing that anybody talks about is what he does with his arm. We never talk about the, well, he's got good legs, but look at his arm, Blake. Well, I did look at his arm. He's a really good talent. Here's the thing, though. Here's the biggest takeaway, and something that you all should take away from this. What is Brian Kelly telling you? Because we talk about Jane Daniels, and we talk about Miles Brennan, and we talk about Garrett Nussmeyer and Walker Howard. What is Brian Kelly telling you? So you're, you're telling me that Brian Kelly watched film of all of his quarterbacks that are on this roster right now and still went after another quarterback who's wanting to start now that he's coming in as a guy who's a three-year experienced quarterback at a Power 5 program. It should also tell you that Brian Kelly thinks that he needs more depth there, and he, quite honestly, in calling a spade a spade, doesn't believe possibly that the guys on the roster right now might not be able to get it done. I, it doesn't matter what your opinion is at this point. Brian Kelly is telling you what he thinks, what he believes. Brian Kelly knows more football than me. Brian Kelly knows more about football than you. He will forget more football than any of us in here know. That When you're a head coach for 30 years, that's going to happen. It's going to happen. That doesn't mean we can't ask him why he's doing certain things in certain situations, especially if they go bad because that's normally when the critique happens. We don't normally talk about the good things enough. We always like to critique a lot. We have been talking over the last two months that LSU is going to want to spread the football out. They're going to want to get these big-time playmakers like Kayshawn Bouti, Brian Thomas Jr., Jeray Jenkins, Chris Hilton, Jack Besh, Malik Neighbors, whoever it may be, out in space, and they want them to run. If you were to watch anything that Mike Denbrock, our new offensive coordinator, has done while at Notre Dame, while at Cincinnati when they're making the playoff, I might add. They're going to run a lot of RPOs. This isn't the Jake Peets, oh, we're going to run a lot of RPOs. No, no, no. They're going to run RPOs. They're going to go out of the pistol. They're going to want to run the ball out of the pistol formation. They're going to want to get big sometimes. They're going to want to go 12 personnel and run the football on maybe a a second and one and third and one. They're going to want, as Mike Denbrock talked about, point at a defensive tackle and say, hey, we're running it right there. Can you stop it? But they also want to have options. If the running back and the the running game can't get going, they want a quarterback that can be able to pull the ball and run. run. Miles Brennan can't do that. Now, I've talked about this religiously and have taken a lot of criticism, not just over the last two months, but over the last year and a half, two years about Miles Brennan. Had a very good close friend of mine. I've had my brother. I've had a lot of people telling me and ask me why I am paraphrasing, hate Miles Brennan. I don't hate Miles Brennan. But I think it should be a newsflash to everybody that's in here of what they believe and what they think. 
your facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> they just don't. As the old saying goes, Miles is a really good, is a really talented quarterback. He's a really talented dude. He could throw the football. I don't know if he is the perfect fit for this style of offense of what they're trying to run. Now do you understand it? Jane Daniels, in my personal opinion, now here's a hot take, a hot, <laughs> you know, I'm going to get blitzed on this. Do I think Miles can beat out a Jane Daniels to be QB1? Yes. I also think Jane Daniels can beat out Miles Brennan. Miles has a lot he has to prove not only to, to us as fans, to the coaching staff, to his teammates, but to himself. Being injured for two, you know, I, I see a lot of people that are really high on Derek Stingley, for an example. Derek Stingley's a world talent, worldly talent. Been injured the last two years and, quite honestly, has missed more games at LSU than he's played at LSU. So has Miles Brennan. But you really like Derek Stingley, but you have questions about – but you, or you question Derek Stingley, but you don't question Miles Brennan. Why? What's the difference? Derek Stingley in one season has more interceptions than what Miles Brennan has starts at LSU. I'm just going to tell you like it is. I'm going to tell you what the – I mean, guys, it's the truth. Miles can come out and really rip it. Nobody on, on God's green earth and God's green planet is saying he can't do it. But why are they going after another quarterback that can run? Whose feet and a guy that is extremely mobile, why? Have you asked yourself that question? I've seen some people also say that it's a massive move to go after Jane Daniels. And there'll be some conflict on that. It is a massive move. Here is the reason why it's a massive move. Again, it's your head coach who doesn't have an affinity or, or a loyalty to Miles Brennan telling you what he thinks. A guy that's a winner. We're going to break down Jane Daniels. We're going to break down a lot. You know, Jeremy Hill is going to come on here in about 10 minutes. And we're going to cut some things up about this team and Jay Daniels. But here's what I'll say holistically, and then we'll get to the comments. This offense has a lot of talent around it. A lot of talent. Can they find a way to make sure that all of that talent works at one time as a cohesive unit? We'll need to wait and see. But Jane Daniels coming into spring and be a part, being a part of spring practice is absolutely massive to know what you have on your team. I charted this, and, uh, you know, it, for, uh, this is just a rough sketch, like, uh, like a very, very rough sketch. Now, you can do a lot of different things, and if I have somebody in a position that you don't believe, okay, we can talk about it, debate it. It's just a rough sketch. But the, when you have Booty, Neighbors, Brian Thomas Jr., Chris Hilton, Jeray Jenkins, all on the outside, and then you do add pieces along your offensive line. By the way, they're not done there yet. They're not done recruiting for this recruiting class on the offensive line. You have guys like Miles Frazier, who's a freshman All-American. You have Anthony Bradford, who did really well last season. 
You're going to move Garrett Dellinger into center. I'm going to just take the gloves off and tell you. Guys, they're going to move Garrett Dellinger to center. They're going to see what he can do there. If he can go, he can go. If he can, he can't. But they're going to move him there. At right guard, you have Traymond Shorts. Right tackle, you have a situation where you might have a Cam Wire. You have a lot of you have a lot of depth at O line. Brian Kelly is good is very good at developing offensive linemen. They're not done at that position yet. Then when you go to the running back, you have talented guys like Noah Kane, John Emery, Corey Connor, Mari Goodwin. This offense can be really good with good coaching. This bunch has a really good chance to be really good. That's what you should get in all of this. It shouldn't be the affinity or, or, or the loyalty to someone who hasn't played a lot. Take the glasses off for five seconds. All right. Stop looking at the stats. Please, God. Jeffrey Scott says, hey, Brennan has stuck around a long time. Got to give him his props. Let's just wait and see until spring. Sure. Sure. Let the quarterback battle continue. Let the best man win. Let the best quarterback win. Nobody is saying that. In my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, I think Jaden Daniels with this offense and what they want to run has the edge. That's all I'm saying. We haven't even talked about, we haven't even talked about, guys, they're not going to keep all four quarterbacks going into into your first game against Florida State. That's not going to happen. Now, predicting the future, I don't know. Uh, Denley Nelson on YouTube says, hashtag Big Blake, let's go, bro. This is a typical of some LSU, LSU fan watchers, yeah? Barrett Country Granger says, hashtag ask Blake, what, is you, what do you think this means for Nuss? Um, I think that what we've talked about over the last couple of months, I don't know if Garrett Nussmeyer is going to be here. One of these quarterbacks is going to transfer. I don't know if Garrett's going to go through spring or not. Maybe he will. Let's hope that he does. Let the mess, best man win. But like um, TJ Finley from a season ago, the writing will more than likely be on the wall at the end of spring. And I would I would assume, based off of what we've seen around college football, it would be more than likely that he would go into the portal versus staying. We, now, if he does, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. You want him to stay. You want him to battle it out. I don't know if he will. I don't know if he will. <sighs> Jason says on YouTube, iron sharpens iron. Agree. Philip says, may the best man win. Completely agree with that. Craig Schilling, our good friend Craig, yay, yay, says, Miles can't throw it around plenty, but he's been hurt every year. He's been at LSU. Can he stay on the field? And that's that's the thing for me, guys. That, that's the thing for me. The best ability is availability, right? Like, getting into these conversations, a lot of people are asking me, well, what, what does Jaden Daniels do better than Miles? You mean other than staying on the field, the most important thing? 
Guys, I, I keep a pulse what's going on in our comments. I keep a pulse of what fans say on when we do something and then you put it in the comments. And then we come in here and we talk about it. They want to run zone reads. They want to get in a pistol type of formation. Regardless of how they utilize Jack Besh in here, it's going to be very interesting to me. They want to run an RPO. They want to run zone reads. Go watch what Mike Dimbrock did at Cincinnati with a quarterback who can run in Desmond Ritter. You want to see what your offense is going to look like next year? Go look at it. Go watch Cincinnati versus Notre Dame. You'll learn a lot about your head coach. You'll learn a lot about your offensive coordinator. And it's a thriller. You know what? That's what I'm going to do tonight. That's what I'm going to do tonight. Brandon Reese says, I admit it. Would be interesting to see Daniels slinging the ball downfield to Booty, Thomas, and Neighbors. Guys, there's a there's a play against Oregon in 2019 that Jaden Daniels hits Brandon Ayuk, who's a starting wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers, and single-handedly almost beat the Los Angeles Rams. Um, when he had weapons around him, he was pretty lethal. Very lethal. Coaching and personnel around Jaden Daniels got worse. That's that's not an opinion. Not having a quarterback coach for him, not having somebody that can mold him and help him. As the seasons, as he, as he's progressed through college football, Jane Daniels' passing attempts have gone down from a from a standpoint of how many he's had per game or average per game, and his rushing attempts have gone up. Guys, there are times he's running for his absolute life. Running for his life. And here's another thing. I have a lot of comments that come in these shows. A lot of people talk about how bad the offensive line is. If the offensive line is so bad, you're going to need somebody that can move. Bottom line. But when I watch his film and I see the Oregon game and I watch UCLA and I watch him struggle through USC – However, I see – I'm going to have to chart this somehow. I would not be shocked to, find, to, to, to learn that Arizona State led the country in drops. You think that <laughs> – man, you would have thought he, he had a very, very bad receiving core, to say the least. B- pretty bad. You know, like, uh, who was the game? Well, I think it might have been UCLA, where Jane Daniels, roll. Uh, they, they do a bootleg, he stops, he, he throws one right on a dime, his wide receiver's stumbling, and then he puts his hands out, and luckily he catches the ball because the ball is perfectly placed right in his bread basket. The kid can play, y'all. So, if you, you you remember the last two months when a lot of people questioned me about me saying LSU's going after a quarterback in the portal. This kid can play, y'all. That's all I'm going to say. This kid can slang that thing, man. Slang, slang that thing. Uh, Craig says, hashtag ask Blake, could we see Daniels at QB1, Nuss at QB2, Miles at QB3, and Howard Redshirt? We could. We could. 
We definitely could. The lanky lender himself, Brandon Hollingsworth, is in the building. I don't think if I've said this publicly when you've commented on the show, Brandon, but congratulations, my friend, on the engagement. We're going to be up in that thing dancing all night long, dog. (laughs) Hollingsworth says, though, anyone that has an issue with it has their head in the sand. Completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, Hollingsworth also says it's simple. Miles hasn't finished one college season healthy, and only one of those happened in an actual game. You have four college starts on the roster. Uh, when a QB like Daniels wants to come, you take him. Well, actually, you only have three because Garrett did not start against Arkansas. Garrett did not start a game last year, but you, I, you can give him the start because you play majority of the game. Correct. Correct. Guys, again, in the first two seasons, Jane Daniels had 22 touchdowns to three interceptions. 22 touchdowns to three interceptions. That That is immaculate, y'all. That's a seven-to-one ratio. Like a legitimate seven-to-one, seven touchdowns to one ratio or close to it. That's very good. <laughs> Very, very good. All right, let's get to two more comments, and then we'll get to Jay Hilly will be in the building. Yeet! I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. I told Carter this yesterday. We building a new studio up in here. If I don't have a signed Jeremy Hill jersey up in this thing, we're riding, y'all. All right, two more, then we're going to get to Jay Hilly. Um, Reed, the sky, the, the film, y'all know, ain't going to lie. No, it ain't going to lie. <laughs> It ain't going to lie. And, again, on a serious note, when you when you put in the game against USC and a ball's hitting a quarter, uh, the wide receiver in his hands and it's bouncing off his helmet and it's going the other way and it's getting picked off, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, that, that stinks for him. That stinks again. And Shemichael, who is at his daughter's gymnastics uh, 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 practice, says the truth again. All right. All right. I love it. I love it. Very looking forward to Jeremy Hill, our next guest. So let's do this. Let's take a very quick break. We'll get Jay Hilly in this thing after we return. We'll kick around some LSU football, maybe some LSU baseball. And I know we got to talk about my man's Lakers. LeBron dropping 56 the other night, saying my man's old. He's got his AARP card. <laughs> LeBron's still dropping 56. All right. Let's get rolling. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Guys, with over 65 years of experience, nobody's better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales, no job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them your good friend Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you on by. And our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Is the insurance company giving you the runaround when it comes to your Hurricane Ida claims? Give them a call today. Use the Tell them that you heard us here on AYS or ter- heard them about them here on AYS and they will give you that free consultation. Again, 985-386-7600 of the Drake Williams Law Firm, 
the drakewilliamslawfirm.com. All right, we got our good friend Jeremy Hill in the building. Jay Healy, yay! What's up, my man? What's happening? Hey, it's a pleasure to be here, man. Glad to be here. We've been trying to get in touch with each other. Finally got it done. Now let's get this thing rolling, baby. I got to admit, and I'll publicly admit where I'm wrong. You reach out to me on Insta, but Big Daddy, I don't get on I don't get on Insta. But I'm glad we're here. Do you have the Billy Cannon jersey on? Is that is that what you're repping right now? We're repping, man. We're repping right now, man. The throwback on right now. Gotta I dig it. Billy, what does a player got to do to get a Jay Healy jersey up in the studio? What's a player got to do? All right, we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. We got each other's contact now, so now we can make some magic happen, baby. I love it. I love it. Well, Jay Hill, I, I, I greatly appreciate you joining the show. A lot of great stuff that we can talk about and we can go off here. Obviously, the biggest news is Jane Daniels. And I know that me and you had talked about it on your show earlier on Hunting Hill about Jane Daniels. And I thought you had a really good comparison about Jane Daniels. Tell everybody what you what we kind of were talking about, what you see in him, and what you think he's going to be able to bring to LSU. Yeah, so I, I really hadn't done much uh, watching of Jane Daniels. I just haven't watched a ton of Arizona State football, but I've done my <laughs> research on him. I had to cram some research on the kid and really see what he can bring to the table. And, man, his arm really shocked me, man. He made some really beautiful throws he down did. the sideline of the field, which is what you need in college football, especially when we get those one-on-one matchups. I think now he's going to have the best array of receivers he's had. I know he played with Brandon Ayuk before, but something about that Kayshawn Butte, man, I think he's different, man. I think that dude's different. So um, he's going to have the most weapons he's ever had and I think his ability to to run the RPOs and his ability to use his legs he had 700 rushing yards last season so he can, he can pull it down and run with the best of them he's probably the most dynamic uh, quarterback that we have in, in the building right now when it comes to that so um, watching Den Brock and a lot of the stuff they ran a lot of the RPOs a lot of the option running with the quarterback obviously they're they're telling their quarterbacks to take the easy yards their man-to-man coverage he can do all of those things so if he can learn this offense uh, really you know the competition is going to be at an elite level now I, I think kind of you can pencil in shoe in miles to be starting quarterback before Jaden daniels enters that quarterback room i think now uh that that competition is just going to be through the roof and i think it's going to be uh, beneficial for all those guys in that room to really get better and really grow and, and really see who the uh who the dog of that room is going to be jeremy i think that you have a unique situation that you can give a viewer that i can't look i knew from a very early age i wasn't that good i wasn't playing in the league but you did and being around a locker room when a, when an organization drafts a guy that maybe was in your position or maybe one of your buddies, they draft somebody from his position, what does it tell a team or an organization when you make a statement like that and you go get a quarterback out of a portal, what, do you, what would you be feeling around the locker room or just yourself when a team pulls something like this off? Yeah, it just lets you know that the people in charge, you know, and for LSU that happens to be Coach Kelly – um, has to be Coach Denbrock. Uh, they feel like they can get more from that position. They need more. Obviously, you're adding another player. So if you are content with what you had at the time, you kind of stand pat and you kind of roll with the guys you have. But obviously, they're sending a message that hey, uh, the quarterback room's open. And I'm sure if a guy takes his talent from all the way from the West Coast to the down south Louisiana, um, there's something there. And mm-hmm. I think that can't go ignored. So obviously, Jaden Daniels, he's feeling like he's going to get a prime opportunity to complete for the starting job to be starting quarterback of LSU. And I think every everyone in that room uh they know that as well and they have to do their part to make sure that doesn't happen so i think it's kind of just writing on the wall so i think everyone can see it from the kids in that building to the fan base uh, all the students at the school is that we're going to compete and uh that's kind of the message that coach kelly sent especially when you go after a quarterback uh when after miles Brennan and i decide to come back 
Jay Hill, I, I know that we have a long, long time to talk about this before August gets here, but look, spring's right around the corner. I mean, literally 20 days, and we'll be at our first practice, right? But when you look at this offense, and you talked about, God, man, K- the Kayshawn Boutique doesn't grow on trees, but I would make the argument in Louisiana, like guys like you and guys like Jarvis and Odell, that might be a little bit of a difference. Maybe you can say that they grow on trees here, but when you look at this offense – do you I, – and I, I, I don't want to over – and I asked Carter this the other night. I don't want to overreact, but do you see that, that this offense could be really good and really dynamic and maybe push some SEC and statistics at being one of the best offenses in the league? Yeah, I think uh, – obviously, I got a chance to go in the building and really kind of see kind of the stuff. I don't want to give out too much, but I can tell you what. Uh, it's going to be a lot of the stuff you saw in uh, some old Cincinnati film – a lot of Notre Dame stuff is going to be a mixture of both. I think also they got coaches from Georgia, so you got to see a little bit of some of that sprinkled in with, with the receiver coach, Coach Hankton, being in the building. I think they're putting all their brains together. I think that's kind of the biggest thing I took away from being around those guys. There's no, no one guy is right. No one guy has all the right answers. They're taking a little bit from everyone, and they're trying to put it together and, and kind of see which which really works best. So I think for me, uh, I, I can expect a lot of RPOs, a lot of stuff where the quarterbacks may be using their legs. They're going to be trying to get the receivers to ball in the and I think they're going to try to get the run game, uh, you know, back on back on the scene at, at Baton Rouge. I think that's something that we've kind of missed, um, especially after the parts of Clyde Zeverly Lair. Uh, you just really haven't seen it on full display. So I think they're going to try to be a lot more balanced, really make teams pick their poison and play a winning brand of football, kind of something we haven't seen here for the past two seasons. Let's stay on the running game very quickly, Jay Hill, because Darren just asked a good question. He says, hashtag Ask Jay Hill, how much easier is it for a running back when you have a quarterback style such as Daniel's in the running offense. Jay, and I don't know if, you know, I know that in college you played with Zach Mettenberger, our good friend, been on the show. He wasn't necessarily the, the, the light foot kind of guy, but you did play with guys that could move, right? Play with some guys in Cincinnati that can move. How much better does it help you, though, when a guy can move? Maybe a backside defensive end doesn't crash so hard. Do you Does that help the running game when you have a guy that's so elite with his legs? Yeah, 100% helps, especially in the read option game. Uh, right. You got a guy that, that has the threat of, of pulling it, uh, especially in the run and the passing game. It always puts more pressure on the defense. They got to spend more time during the week making sure they're, they're stopping their rush lanes, especially in the, in the read option game, the RPO game. Uh, just adds a whole different uh, dynamic and, and a perspective for the defense to really have to look after. So I think for LSU, he uh, bringing in Jaden Daniels, he does bring that. I think he's obviously the most dynamic when it comes to pulling it down and using his legs. He's shown that throughout his whole career so right. you can see why coach Dan Brock or coach Kelly would want to have a guy like that in their offense staying with that running game and Jay I'm not going to put this on you because you've been a running back at LSU but I will go there going to practice and seeing a guy like Jeremy Hill I mean Jeremy Hill watching a guy like John Emery really battle okay and doing the things that he was doing last season although he had some you know stuff off the field he never pouted. He never complained. He was at practice. He was working hard. I feel like he could be built in this kind of system for a breakout season. Is there anything that maybe you've told told John or, or any conversations that y'all have had? And what do you think? Do you think he could have that breakout year that he so that he's looking to have? 
Yeah, man, I actually got a great opportunity to, to talk to John and kind of be that mentor for him. Obviously, he didn't have the academic year he would have loved to have last year and it kind of put him behind the eight ball uh, going into last season. But I think this year he's kind of realized everything that's at stake, the opportunity that's going to be in front of him. It's an opportunity of a lifetime. You're a five-star running back from the state of Louisiana, and you really haven't been that bell cow back, and you get an opportunity to do that this season with a brand-new coach and a brand-new offense, and you could really make your name for yourself in college football. And I think he really understands that now. To me, he's the most explosive back we have on this roster right now. Um, his ability to hit his head on the goalpost, I I think everyone remembers his touchdown run against Alabama. Right. That doesn't really happen against those Bama defenses. And uh, that's just the type of explosive he can bring to an offense. So I'm excited for him. I think uh, for me, I really took a lot from him last season when he wasn't eligible at all. And he's continued to come to practice every week, giving great scout team looks, coming in the building, putting that work in. I think that's going to uh, really come to uh, dividends this season when he gets an opportunity to play. He caught a ball in the flat at practice and made a little, yeet, yeet. you know, he, he made a little move, goes up and scores. And I'm kind of looking around at people, and Jake Peets is kind of, like, looking around. We're like, dude, like, it, he's got it, man. Like, he, he's got that talent. If they can utilize him, dude, it, it could be next level. I'm looking for him to, to have a really good season. But Pooh Bear asked in the, in the YouTube, hashtag Ask Jay Hill, when he thinks about his career at LSU, what game stands out the most. But, Jay, this was our thumbnail for tonight. I got I to gotta show you this. This game right here against South Carolina, the toss dive, baby, 50 yeah. yards to the hizzy. But, look, maybe the what to you, though, was the, the biggest game for you at LSU? Which one did you like the most? Actually, I, I'll agree with that one, man. That that game for me, uh, it answered a lot of questions for me internally that I had. Uh, I've talked about it. My boy Carter's in the chat. Shout out my boy Carter Bryant in the chat. In the Absolutely. Uh, we talked about this story, uh, you know, when I was on his show. And uh, just me being like six uh, running back on the depth chart going into that season. And really, you know, they were talking to me about redshirt. And the good thing that Porter wasn't around, I might pull at Eli- Elias Durant and go to Bama. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, uh, I, uh, I was down on the roster, man. I really didn't have many opportunities to play. And uh, that was really, the, you know, the first opportunity I got pushed on the scene. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't actually start that game. I kind of got it going in that game. And Coach mm-hmm. Miles and Coach Frank believed in me to continue to give me touches. Got that one in the fourth quarter and I, I knew man Tiger Stadium just totally erupted I knew I could be a player I knew I could possibly play at the next level and that kind of took me off as a player uh, for my whole career I, you know I listened to that interview and that's why we use this as a thumbnail and look I played with Terrence McGee who was a part of that running back room and just even hearing him talk about you and it's like bro I might be good but this guy's different you know and like you see that and you were able to display that in that game and I just think it's so awesome and hearing from your perspective uh, how that is. Jeremy Hill, former LSU running back from Hunting Hill. Catch him from 12 to 2 every Monday through Friday on 104.5 ESPN. Jay, one more question, and then I want to kick some other sports stuff around with you. Um, moving over to the defense very quickly, we did talk a lot about, though, the offense. Dude, they got some ballers on that side, though, and they got a pretty damn good front seven. Um Jay, I, I've come out and said that I could make the argument that they might have the best front seven from a whole standpoint, maybe in the SEC. I mean, am I going crazy there? Do you, do you believe a little bit of the same? 
Man, look, I think you put that little cherry on top, and that cherry comes by the name of Harold Perkins onto that group. Uh, and obviously with the guys you got back with Michael Baskerville, so you feel good about the second level with the linebackers. You're going to play a guy who's who's got a pencil in for 100 tackles, I think, with Michael Baskerville. And obviously a hungry freshman who already said he wants to be a freshman All-American. So right. let you know how he's coming into town ready to play. And we know the athlete that he is. And that's not even getting to the defensive line. Uh, obviously getting Makai Wingo over from Missouri for, for freshman uh, – all SEC guy. Uh, I think Mason Smith has potential to be an All American. He's just that dude's a freak. He got moved all around last year, which kind of set him back to me, in my opinion. I think he's best served as a three tech or, or five tech. And Thank let him you. Rush guards and get upfield and do his thing there. I think you got PJ Ojolari coming back, Ali Gay coming back. They're, they're loaded. And that's not even talking about Quaylen, uh Roy. Obviously, you got Joseph Evans. Like it, it goes on and on. They're stacked. It's going to be a very, very stacked defensive line room. They, they, they can come at you in waves. You can actually make lineups, run stopping lineups. You can make pass rushing lineups. Right. You can, you can kind of mix and match and kind of do your thing. And we've seen the the D lines who really dominate. Those are the defensive lines that kind of can can be balanced. Some games, some teams may have to run the ball. You can get your guys that can stuff the run. And some teams may want to drop it back and pass it. And you got those pass rushers too. So they're going to be multiple. And I think that's kind of what Coach House wants to bring. If you kind of watch Kansas City's defense, they give you multiple looks. They rock and roll their safeties, and their D line tries to get after you. So I'm a, I'm intending on seeing that. I, I am too. When you hold a team like Alabama to six rushing yards, look, Jacoby and Guillory goes out against Kansas State, picks a man up and slams him down. He did me like what Fletcher Cox did my big ass. Okay, so look, I mean, look, you they got talent up there, and it's going to be crazy to see. Now, one thing we talk about Coach O a lot, the one thing he did really well is he recruited that front seven, and, and they're really talented. So I'm really looking forward to that. But we'll see. Jay – Asked you one more question before you've been out here. You've been fantastic. I gotta talk about you, Lakers, man. Because I'm tired. I'm tired of I'm tired of seeing two things. Now, number one, I'm tired of seeing seeing people talk about LeBron, got his AARP card and all that kind of stuff. The Lakers are a little struggling right now, but did LeBron make a statement the other night going off for 56? Man, dude, uh, one thing, just being a, a, a kid, you know, I got to kind of watch LeBron's whole career from rookie year on. I feel like yep. I, I watched the whole thing on front row view of that thing and kind of just saw him mature as a player. Uh, to me, just who he is, uh, yeah, it can never go overlooked, man. That dude's absolute stud on and off the court. He's a freak of nature. He's just one of the best athletes this world has ever seen. When you go, guy that's 6'9", 250 plus, and can do the things he can do on a basketball court, um, he, he's a load, man. And it's been special to watch him. I know a lot a lot of Laker fans weren't happy to have him in the town, but if you if you would have been a, a real Laker fan like I've been since I was probably five or six years old, we had a lot of stretches where it just wasn't good, and it kind of mm-hmm. feels like we're back to that when we're kind of you know stretching with some of these older players we have taking minimum vet deals, and we got Russell Westbrook in town. Sorry, Russell, I know you follow me on IG and Twitter. <laughs> Breaking it up, my dog. We, we got my boy Westbrook in town and Anthony Day to Day Davis. Man, he can't can't get in the lineup. We got my he boy on, on the injury report every week, so it's been tough, man, for for my Lakers squad this season. But LeBron's been a godsend, man. We he definitely got a shout out to King, man. That dude, that dude's unreal. I, I hate I, like look. So my father in law, before he passed, rest his soul, got us four side seats for the Cavs. Uh, Pelicans game. Now the 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 Cavs wind up losing, but bro, when you see LeBron and, and like person, you ain't gonna say nothing to that man to his face. Like you know, like people trying to talk trash behind us, and then he gives that little stare, and then he steals the ball, goes down and dunks, and my wife is like, oh shit, you know, like this is this is that kind of level of stuff, and it was really fun 
uh, to see that. Last one, though, Jay, uh, I promise. Zion, though. Zion comes back. The Pelicans are on a roll. What do you think about that situation? Are you like me? Or are you just kind of wanting to wait and see how all this plays out? Or, or are you seeing something that might translate? Maybe they might go on a little bit of a streak here. Yeah, I mean, the Pelicans have been playing well. I think the addition of C.J. McCollum has helped them out a ton. Uh, no as doubt. far as Zion goes, man, I don't know. I don't know if the beignets, I don't know if it's <laughs> uh, My boy's been getting it. But uh, I think if he really wants to be in New Orleans and he really makes the sacrifices you need to be a superstar and really leads your organization uh, to, to the playoffs and to a championship, which a lot of people kind of wanted uh, when he's the number one pick and all the potential he's had, uh, I think that team has a ton of potential. Obviously, they got all of our draft picks. I think our next first round pick is probably in middle school <laughs> right because right. we they took all of our first round picks but uh they got a bright future right now if they can get zion playing at a high level um it's nothing but up for the pals because i like i love cj mccollum we've seen bi play at the all-star level and Jonas valentunas that dude's a stud at the same he position. is they, they got some pieces over there completely agree and we'll see look maybe cj can get him going you know maybe some leadership some stern leadership will get him going It'll be good to see. Jeremy Hill, Hunting Hill, 12-2, 104.5 ESPN. You can go watch him on YouTube. That's where I go watch him. I'm always in there trying to comment. and Really, Dad, just sit there and listen. It's been some good baseball talk, too, with you you and Hunt. It's been really good. But, brother, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll have to do this again really soon. Look, if you can find us a picture, that'd be great for the baseball team. We can use one right about now. Other than my boy Blake Money, man, we're looking light right now. Well, look, bro. I, my eligibility's up, and I can't. I can't do nothing. But you know, I could go create a player. I got MLB the show up in there. I could do some stuff. I'm a two way guy, man. But look, I I, I agree with you, Jay Hilly. You're the best, man. I, hey, we're gonna have to get that jersey thing figured oh, yeah, out, we'll, though, we'll man. Talk, I, we'll talk, brother. We'll figure I, it out. We I'll do it. it. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. That's Jeremy Hill, 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge, former LSU great. Um, really good. Really, really, really good. Glad that he was here. I, I, I thought that he also just gave a really good breakdown of what we just talked about in the beginning of the show, how they want to break it down, how they want to do things. And Jaden Daniels coming in here, obviously. And look, he's giving you – and here's something interesting too. Jay Hill's giving you something there. Um, being Saying being in that building and knowing what they're trying to accomplish. Actions always speak louder than words. Always. There is the man with the master plan. Carter the Power, Bryant. Power Hour LSU with Carter the Power. I love it. I absolutely love it. But Jay Healy just absolutely killed it, man. Absolutely killed it. Uh, Shane said, did he just say Elias Duran? <laughs> that was funny, bro. It was funny. Uh, Skipper Tally says, loving the Billy Cannon jersey. I know, man. That that's a masterpiece. That's an absolute masterpiece. Um, my mother coming up in here saying, "Great interview." I dig it. I dig it. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau saying, uh, "Jay Healy on point." And Jay Healy says, "Laker Nation, baby. How can y'all not be a Shaq fan? I was since a kid. Just never left the squad. I love it. I love it." All right, we do got to talk about some LSU baseball, though. We do have to get into that. We, we've been talking a lot of football. 
uh, talking a lot, a lot of football. We've got to get to some LSU baseball here, too. Let's take a very quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk some LSU baseball. Fire inside your number – two things. Fire inside the chat, two things. Your Rudy Poos of the week and the hashtag Ask Blake. You got any questions? You got some things you want to talk about? Fire them inside the chat, hashtag Ask Blake, and we'll get to them. Got to talk about our good friends over – or my good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm and my good friend John Patton over – a GMFS Mortgage. Guys, for all the best rates on auto, home, and life insurances, nobody is better equipped to giving you those rates than my good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. 985-395-4300. 985-395-4300. Guys, with everything going on and you need to cut back on some good on, on some rates, on policies, Give Carol Falls a call today. There's nothing worse that can happen. He calls you. He tells you he can't give you a better deal. Call him today. Mention the show. Mention AYS. And let him take care of all your insurance needs. It's 985-395-4300. Like, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And our good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage. GMFSMortgage.com. 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234 for buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing a cash-out refi. The timing has never been better. Again, it's 225-614-1234. Tell me, good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right. Uh, Power Hour LSU Carter says, fire emoji. Yes, indeed. Chris English says, love me some Jay Hill. P- uh, private school pressure. Lamar Williams will for now be known. And pressure, this is going out to 18,000 strong because that's about how many people listen to us on a nightly basis. Uh, everybody, Lamar Williams inside the chat will be known from this day forth as private school pressure. But he says 2022 or twenty two is going to be a very special season. I agree. I think it's going to be a really good season. Uh, it's going to be a really good season. Rob Boudreau says, you think Jay Hill can come on as a regular? Um, we, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Tim Graves. My man just had a little baby girl. Congratulations, my friend. But he says mom was in the building. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, hashtag Rudy Poos of the Week, SEC officials. Yeah, man, they're, they're so bad. They're, they are so bad. <laughs> and it really doesn't matter what sport it is anymore either. Huh. I don't envy them though. If I'm being if I'm being dead ass honest, <laughs> I don't envy them at all. Uh Craig Schilling says hashtag Rudy Poos of the week. LSU pitchers giving up those ground balls, causing infinners to sling it all over the place. <laughs> All right, let's talk about LSU baseball very quickly because we got we got a little time here. Um, guys, I'm I I am a little I'm past a little concerned for this LSU baseball team. Now, look, there's a long way to go, but man, you know what what's what's funny here? What's here's my new stand? I'm just trying to see what it looks like on the. Uh, okay, what's funny here is this is. Paul Maneri would play a lot of defensive lineups, and the offense at times over the last couple seasons would be a little lackluster, and I think we're kind of seeing a little bit why. 
Uh, but man, I mean, they're not doing the simple things right in the fi- in the field. Little small dribblers going over to second base. Little small dribblers going over to shortstop. Can't feel the ball. Just can't. I mean, the typical just taking a step and throwing it down to first base. I mean, guys, those are simple things that you've been doing since elementary school. Those are things that you've been doing since pee wee. And and for whatever reason, they're struggling to do that now. Jay is going to have to figure out something here. He's going to have to figure out, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know what he does at this point, but he's going to have to. Maybe you put Cranford at short. Um, I don't know what you do with Jacob Berry. You know, I, I also feel like in the field, Jacob Berry's a man without a home when it comes to a position. Well, Blake, why is he not good at third? Well, shit, guys, when you're not taking ground balls religiously and you're playing in the outfield and they keep going back and forth, it's not just that simple. I mean, you've got to have practice there. I don't know what they are doing there. Um... I just I just don't I just don't like the simple things going going so far down the drain. Can they hit? Yes. Is the pitchers is the pitching struggling? Oh yeah, I mean yeah. But when you have five errors, you're gonna give up a lot of runs. That's the most frustrating thing for me. And you know, I haven't really thought in deep detail of what Jay needs to do. But he's going to have to fix it very quickly. You're not going to be able to go in SEC play and allow this to, and, and let this to continue to happen and things not get really bad really quickly. I'm I And let me say this too. I know that a lot of people are talking about guys coming out of the pen. I, I'm not going to blame Jay – on that Jay Johnson on that yet. He's going to have to build his roster. He's going to have to build his staff. And until he's able to build build a better pitching staff, I'm going to give him a little bit of leniency there. Maybe on some decisions, maybe we can talk about it, but man, just so bad. So bad. Uh, Michael says Pelicans going to get that Lakers lottery pick. Could. Could. Lee says, what's Rudy Pooh is our hitting versus good pitching and the errors ready for these bats to wake up? Yeah, I'm just ready for the <laughs> – I'm just ready for the damn fielding to get better. I mean, guys, it's just so, so, so bad. Steve Ryan says, hashtag Rudy Pooh of the week goes to Calvin Ridley, $1,500 parlay that cost him $11 million. <laughs> If you missed it. Calvin really has been suspended indefinitely for a minimum of a year uh, for his um, acts of uh, placing a bet while being on a team. I mean, like, bro, what did you think was going to happen when you see things like Pete Rose? I I mean, what did you think was going to happen? Now, what's even more damning is somebody posted, like, a a video uh, – Video collage, if you will, and splice some videos together of Calvin Ridley like giving up on plays and catching the ball and running backwards. That's pretty damning. Like, bro, tell me you're trying to lose without telling me you're trying to lose. Like catching a slant, going getting upfield against the Chiefs 
and could have easily scored a touchdown. And then him slowing down and letting the re- defenders catch up to him. Like, bro, that 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 just um yuck. I I don't I really just don't get it. Like I, I really, really, really just don't get it. But he made his decision. And, and let me say this too. Don't go out on Twitter defending your case. Don't plead your guiltiness. Which then leads me, and I forgot I almost forgot about this is my Rafino's rants. Here's my Rafino's rants for the night. And this is not me being political or bringing politics to the show. But I got to say this. There's two, and there's two parts of this coin, too. Like, com- very much two points of this, uh, of this coin. To all athletes who go on social media and talk about politics, you are going to have people that come out and tell you to shut up and stick to your own sport. They're going to tell you not to talk about politics. They're going to tell you that you have no idea what you're talking about. If you're an athlete and you're out there talking straight politics all the time, um, you have to be prepared for the backlash that you're going to get. However, however, and this isn't going to be a big Rafino's rants either, but can we please stop telling athletes on social media to stick to sports because you're too dumb to understand what's going on? If you can't, it's not right to censor someone. It's, you know, we fight for freedoms in this country so people aren't censored. That's about as much political as I'm going to get. But stop telling stop telling kids that they can't voice their opinion on social media. If they're wrong, they're wrong. Tell them they're wrong. Give them opinion. Give them your opinion or fact of why they're wrong. Stop telling them they can't have a platform to talk. I mean, I feel like I'm telling I feel like I'm telling all, you know, people like common elementary knowledge. I don't come on, you know, it's it's funny because I'm not coming to your job or I'm not telling you on Twitter, hey, Beth, stick to accounting. Hey, Tommy, stick to insurance. Hey, Alex, you're waking up and you're going to work at the plant tomorrow? You don't have a say in this matter. I mean, good Lord. And Paul says, what if they are dumb? The, the point, Paul, here is this. They can have their opinion just like you can. You, It doesn't matter about what their opinion is. That's not the point I'm trying to make here. Is Don't try to censor them and tell them to stick to sports. Like you're too dumb to talk about anything else. They don't come at you. They don't come to your job and say, hey, Tommy, stick to insurance. I'm tired of seeing that, man. (laughs) Good Lord. I don't care if they're right, wrong, or indifferent, but they have the platform to talk about it. All right. Let's get out of here.
Let's get out of here. Jay Hilly was fantastic. Appreciate my guy, Jay Hill. Um, I love it. I love it. But we'll see y'all tomorrow. Until then, peace out, Girl Scouts. Y'all have a good night. Later, dudes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.